Welcome to Grid Talks, a podcast on fintech innovation hosted by me, Danielle Nagler, CEO of Adaptable Tools. Each week, I'll be chatting with leading figures in fintech to get their perspective on the latest developments and challenges in financial services technology. Thanks for listening. So I'm delighted to be joined by Graham Harker, managing partner at Norman & Sons. Under his leadership, Norman & Sons has established itself as one of the preeminent global providers of creative technology solutions to the financial services sector. And the value of what they have to offer is demonstrated by the speed with which their business is growing. In the last two years, they've extended from London to New York and the platinum quality of their client base, which includes many of the biggest names in international banking and financial markets. Welcome, Graham. Did you feel was missing in financial services technology markets that led you to set up Norman and Sons? Uh, well, thanks for that introduction. It's, it sounds very impressive. Um, but uh, let me try and answer your question about Norman and Sons. I think uh, what we try and say uh, is that we're, we're we're bringing a kind of California style of software development to financial services. You know, everyone's super familiar with like these awesome apps that they use on their iPads and iPhones. Uh, uh, and they're not, they're not awesome by accident, they're awesome by design. Um, but those of you who perhaps work in, uh, in financial services for big banks or whatever, you know, the, the average quality of the software that we we use is is isn't really doesn't really compare, uh, and again it, that's not an accident. In, we think that we think that that's a consequence of a, of the way that software is done, and we're trying to bring that California spirit, if you like, to financial services. That's How do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, so I, it, it kind of if you if you go back to where I first kind of. Uh, experienced that California approach. I was almost by accident, actually. I was one of the delivery managers on a project at Norman Stanley called Matrix, almost 10 years ago now. And um, it was the first time, in my experience anyway, that I'd had to manage these things called designers. And so, you know, I'd been working with software developers all my career, more or less. I was a software developer, I still am, in a sense. Um, but I had these kind of, you know, spiky hair, Jesus sandal wearing creative types. And it's like, well, how, you know, what do they even do? You know, how do they, what role do they play in, a, in the process? So that was a kind of deep learning experience for, for me. And, um, and that's, the, you know, that's fundamentally what's different about, about this California approach. It's the idea of using creative talent to kind of figure out what it is that the users or the people who use the software actually trying to achieve. And that's the big change because, you know, it, we think that um, software in, in, in financial services, is typically, you know, typically the decisions are made by the people who produce the software. Can I do it cheaper? If I do it this way, you know, what makes my life easy? Do it this way, it's a bit easier this way. Whereas those awesome apps you know, on your iPhone and your iPad, they're not done like that. They're, they're, instead, the creative types kind of like sit and live with the, the guys who are, who are, you know, gonna be using the software, figure out what they're trying to achieve, whether it's Uber or Deliveroo or, or whatever it is, um, Skyscanner or whatever, whatever the app is. 
And then, it, you know, they, they start with, they, they use that as the starting point, but they design the software and then the engineers have to figure out how to, how to do it. So it's kind of taken the whole process uh, and putting it on, on it, turning it upside down, put it on its head. Does that make any sense? So what are the key challenges of designing systems within financial services, do you feel? Yeah, well, you know, it's a bit of a lonely, it's a bit of a lonely uh, experience evangelizing that more, you know, user-centric approach to software because it's, it's not the norm, unfortunately. I mean, there are pockets of awesomeness, obviously. Um, and if you're working in one of those projects or working, you know, or you're using one of the pieces of software that those, those teams produce, you're very, very lucky, I think. And, and I think, um, you know, one of the biggest problems in financial services, certainly in the big firms, not so much in fintechs, but in the big banks, there's this huge division uh, between the business and IT. Uh, and it's not just that they're different types of people and they don't talk to each other, which of course is true, but more problematically, they're, they're kind of gold in completely different ways, right? They have different objectives. And that's a real shame, you know, if you look at some of the best products, not just software, but just think of some of the best products you can think of that you use, whether it's a kettle or a or a, or a vacuum cleaner or a, or a, you know, a fast food delivery service. They're typically done with kind of technology and, and business guys working together very, very closely together because, you know, fundamentally they're, they're all trying to solve the same problem, right? They bring different skills to the table, but they're all trying to achieve the same objective. And that doesn't happen so much in big banks. Uh, and, uh, and that's a great shame. And it's a real challenge if you, it's been a real challenge for us trying to evangelize this approach in financial services and the whole procurement culture, you know, really mitigates against doing software well, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's all about commoditization. It's all about price reduction. And that's not a great way to do, it's not a great way to do innovation, you know? I think, I mean, at Adaptable Tools, like you, we have focused our development of Adaptable on what do users want and need to do with data and how can we design a product which puts them first. But what, could you sum up what it means to you to be user-centered? Because that's very much part of the sort of grand hallmark of Norman and Sons, I think. Yeah, I think so. So I'm a, we're often asked the question, so, you know, you, you, you try to, you're telling us about this, you know, great diff, you know this different approach that's that's so much better how, how different you know what is the how is it different from what we're currently doing you know, what what is it that your so-called user researcher does that our business analyst isn't already doing you know it sounds sounds like it sounds the same to me um and you know it's a bit like we often answer it by referring to uh, henry ford who famously once said um you know, if I was in the business of doing what my users asked me to do, I'd be in the business of uh, creating faster horses. Um, so, you know, a BA will typically, a business analyst will typically rock up to a, a user and say, you know, what do you want? Uh, write it down in a, in a huge document that never gets read. Um, you know, the, the, the problem gets handed over to a, a huge development team at great cost. Uh, they build something and it's, you know, it doesn't do the job, right? Um, whereas the user, you know, the Norman and Sons approach, 
you know, our user researchers are actually kind of living and breathing the, the daily tasks of the guys who are going to have to use the thing. And, and they design it, they end up designing it. So we've got, you know, you're putting the job of designing software in the hands of someone who actually does that for a living rather than the poor equities trader or, or fixed income trader who hasn't got a clue, right? I mean, their, their skill is, 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 is in a different area. Um, and that's same true for software engineers, right? Software engineers are not, you know, that's not what they do for a living. So I guess it's horses for courses is the, is the approach, right? Well, that does seem to be part of the magic that you've pulled off of sort of marrying this design user-centric approach with incredibly insightful, powerful technology. And as you say, things, when things don't work, it's often because those two pieces don't come together. Where, where do you see financial services technology going? Is, 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 it, is it all around user-centric design or are there particular technologies you see coming to the fore? Yeah, no, it's not all about user-centered design. I mean, I think that's a facilitator. It's like a small part of the jigsaw puzzle, but there's lots of other uh, important pieces as well, bigger pieces. Um, I guess everyone's talking about the cloud and AI, um, you know, in terms of the platforms we're designing, not so much for traders, but for the guys in more central functions like collateral management, market risk management, uh, credit risk management. Those guys are getting that, trying to get their heads around how to use natural language processing, which you know, which is a field that seems to be exploding at the moment. Um, you know, how do you create commentary around a, a changing financial balance sheet without having to employ people to to write it, right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do you how do you weave like what's happening in a multi-person investigation into a a user experience? Um, so, you know, the cloud and AI, obviously, you know, they're, they're huge trends, but, um, you know, there are, other, there are other trends that we're seeing that we think are pretty interesting. Obviously, the whole interop thing, so-called, is, is, is pretty hot. Um, you know, when, when I say interop, I mean getting different applications, potentially from different vendors, to, to talk to each other. Um, you know, in financial services, it's very typical, we see this over and over again, it's very typical that guys have got a job to do, we've got to touch five or six different apps to get it done. And they're literally having to write things down on the back of cigarette packets and, or whatever, um, uh, you know, product codes, uh, all sorts of different stuff and, and rekey them into different apps. And now there's technologies that have emerged over the last 10 years, you know, OpenFin, um, Kosaic, Finsample, Glue 42, three examples of, you know, technologies in that space, you know, that we're, we're doing an awful lot of that work and, you know, we're only just scratching the surface uh, and there's huge value in getting a much more joined up experience, like, like the experience we're used to on a mobile phone, right? You, you touch one app, you know, your BBC newsreader or whatever, you touch a button on it and it automatically switch, switches context to a different app. And it's automatically populated that other app with the relevant stuff that you touched on, right? So it's that paradigm, but on the desktop. And we're only really scratching the surface with that technology. And I think it's gonna it's gonna be much much bigger. But there's you know there's other things as well. We're seeing quite uh, people getting really quite excited about you know this. I don't know whether you're familiar with the uh, with the thing called low code. You know I think historically we've had to choose between 
building something from zero and buying something off the shelf, like a Murex or, a, or an Ion Trading or whatever. So in the middle, you know, there are these vendors are merging, you know, Genesis, for example, is a, is a, is a financial services specific local platform. But, you know, IT guys are looking at these platforms to say, well, how can I do microservices and all, you know, how can I reinvent my software, but without having to make that horrible, you know, decision between building, a, building everything in-house or, or, or buying a, a, a Murex or, a, or an Ion or whatever it is from, from, from a vendor. So, you know, there's a couple of areas where we're, where we're seeing quite a lot of action, if, as it were. Do you, do you think that going forward, financial services will continue to be a specialist area in its own right? Or do you see, as these kind of trends percolate, I suppose financial services becoming more like the rest of the world in terms of the software challenges it presents and the solutions that come in? I don't really, uh, honestly. Um, I mean, the financial services institutions are so huge and so embedded uh, in, into the kind of um, operating model of our global economy that I don't see that changing. I think the challenge, you know, if there is a challenge to that existing order, as it were, um, if, if there is a challenge, it will come from the Googles and the Microsofts and the Facebooks and the, uh, you know, the, the, those, those, you know, so-called um, uh, technology vendors. They're, they're going to, and they are already, right, uh, to an extent, but they're going to they're gonna be thinking about how they can leverage their enormous power um, and get get into the financial services system in some way. Uh, so I suspect that'll be via alliances, you know, the kind of whatever the Goldman Sachs will hook up with the the Google or whatever it is. I mean, I have no insight into what's likely. I'm just picking names out out of a hat. But you know, I suspect there will be alliances. It's not like Google's gonna eliminate Goldman Sachs from the you know from the ecosystem. Um, that's very unlikely, I think. But um, there will definitely be, it would seem, uh, there will definitely be alliance, more alliances than there are today, more co-development. And we're, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing exam small examples of that right now uh, with blockchain and JPM and, you know, um, you know the, those sorts of examples, I think. But uh, we'll see more of that, I think. Graham Harker, Norman and Sons, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thanks, Danielle. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Grid Talks, brought to you by Adaptable Tools. To find out more about what we're doing to innovate in the fintech space, do check us out at adaptabletools.com and please join us again for more insights into the fintech future.